all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, and this is Locked on Mizzou, your destination for partisan Missouri Tigers football and basketball talk. And today we've got part two of my breakdown of Missouri basketball at Kansas 2012. Indeed, one of the most entertaining and yet highly frustrating and heartbreaking games in Mizzou history and well if you didn't if you missed part one you should definitely go to Apple Podcasts Spotify or whatever your preferred podcast device is and again get in the archives check that one out because we left off with Missouri building a 55 to 36 lead in Lawrence Kansas with 17 minutes left and the Big 12 championship hanging in the balance. But again, despite the heartbreaking ending to this game, there's tons of fun and interesting stuff to break down here as we finish this, including just a flurry of offense by Marcus Denman. If anybody can find more clutch shots by one guy in one game, I'd like to see it. Also, frankly, just we got a lot of calls we got to break down. Did Thomas Robinson really foul Phil Pressey? What do I honestly think? After eight years, all the, all the calls, all the controversy, all the strategy, let's get to it right now. Now, Tyshawn Taylor steps into a three for KU, and I was thinking, boy, they really needed that shot. But as soon as I can think that and write it down, Marcus Denman answers with a three of his own, and Missouri still leads by 19. Elijah Johnson also kind of, again, steps into a three. Just as he's running down court, they're sort of taking some fast-break threes here a little bit in this sequence. Now it's back down to 16. Kansas, while Missouri's been playing zone for this game, Kansas goes into it for a couple possessions here, too. But Missouri does get a wide-open Kim English three out of it. Unfortunately, he misses it. Ricardo Ratliff then airballs the putback. And, you know, oh, just a missed opportunity in such a close game. You know, there's so many little moments like that that, unfortunately, you just look back and cringe just a tiny bit. Now Elijah Johnson hits another three for Kansas, and he gets a free throw for it, too. Actually, Thomas Robinson gets a free throw. He gets the and-one opportunity, as Ricardo Ratliff supposedly fouled him off the ball. I would just say, nice flop there, T.R., Nice flop. I mean, sorry for blocking you off, bud. My bad. Uh, you know, smart play, I guess, if the officials will call it. I mean, Ratliff definitely put his hands into his chest a little bit, but come on, have you seen Thomas Robinson? Do you think you could push him down that easily? I didn't think so. That's now Ricardo Ratliff's third foul. And that's a big sequence, but Missouri is still leading here by 13 with 15 minutes left to go in the ball game. But another Really tough Thomas Robinson turnaround. Cuts it to 11. Steve Moore playing pretty good defense, about as good as anybody could have could have hoped. You know, really anybody in the country probably wouldn't have done much better than what Steve did at times on him. Jayhawks, though, now on an 8-0 run. Tigers getting decent shots, but they are kind of settling for the three a little bit. Dixon hits a three, puts it back to 14. Also another pretty mid-range, kind of off-balance shot by him. 
Now it's back to a 16-point Missouri lead with 12 minutes left. And, boy, you've got to be feeling like Missouri's got about a 75, 80, 90% chance of winning at this point. Unfortunately, once again, Kim English this time, we're just not sticking to Connor Tehan quite as closely as we should. And it just doesn't take that much space to get a, a good shooter open. And he makes yet another three. By the way, at the, about this point in the game, they dump down a really nice pass by Tyshawn Taylor, by the way, a beautiful play by him to get Kevin Young a dunk. They end up showing this play, this replay, about seven or eight times, and they have the sound up every single time. So we get the joy of hearing Kevin Young go, ah, bah, 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 like eight or nine times in a row. It's one of the most annoying production moments I've ever seen in college basketball and honestly thanks a lot for those eight replays because there were several moments in this game where I thought wait did he foul him on the wrist there wait was that a foul and yet apparently while CBS has about 800 cameras in every NFL broadcast I guess they had three or four for one of their biggest college basketball broadcasts of the game I like Vern and I like Clark Kellogg, but not exactly CBS's finest hour here. But I digress. But with Missouri leading by 14, once again, we let Connor Tehan get open. And I keep saying, what else can he do? Run his ass off the line. Please, I'm begging you. But regardless, it's now 67-56 to 56 Missouri. So, And despite this double-digit lead, Kansas fans at this point, after Connor Tehan just hit his fourth three and four attempts, they're acting like they're knowing, they know that their team's going to come back. And frankly, I find that unnerving. Even eight years later, I was just like, oh, I hate this feeling so much. And speaking of some replays that I would like to have seen, Thomas Robinson definitely got away with hitting Phil Pressey on his right arm and possibly elbow there on a drive, but eh, KU gets the ball anyway. Then Kevin Young is basically playing the hokey pokey on a ball screen. How that's not a moving screen, I have no idea, but no call. Either way, Thomas Robinson put back, makes it a nine-point Missouri lead with nine minutes left. And boy, I, I guess the refs are feeling that energy from the crowd too because Denman gets a really cheap foul on a Thomas Robinson drive. Fortunately, Robinson misses the front end of the one-and-one, so not a lot of harm there. But considering Denman, according to Ken Palm, was the fourth best player in the entire nation in terms of fouls committed per 40 minutes, in other words, only three guys in the whole country avoided fouling more than Marcus Denman. So, you know what, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that was a terrible call. And now with Kansas feeling the momentum a little bit, Missouri a little bit back on its heels, frankly settling for too many jump shots, Ricardo Ratliff gets his fourth foul. Questionable, but honestly he's got to be smarter, keep those hands up and back and just avoid those fouls because we need him out there offensively. And with 7 minutes and 12 seconds left, Kansas has been in the bonus for for quite a while here. Missouri's still not in it. And, man, after they show, CBS does give us a replay. 
on this fourth foul for Ratliff, and it's really hard to see any contact on that whatsoever. But again, like I said, you don't just the way Ricardo had his arms there, it just kind of made it look like it might have been a foul. Still, you can't anticipate a foul, and that's what bad referees do, and unfortunately I think that's what happened here. Tough moment for Mizzou. They're still leading by seven with about seven minutes left, but now Phil Pressey gets a reaching foul for his fourth, and wow, did that look like a clean steal too. I mean, it's just unbelievable how Missouri cannot get a 50-50 call here in the last 10 minutes or so. And honestly, as I was watching this thing, it is funny to me how I do start getting angry all over again at a certain point as I'm watching this thing in my office. And speaking of anger, well, there's a few more things to get mad about coming up, but also some really incredible moments by our boy Marcus Denman. So please stick with us. Well, speaking of questionable calls involving, well, questionable charges, I should say, involving Steve Moore, well, Tyshawn Taylor takes it all the way quickly in the half court, and somehow that's, they call a block on Moore, even though he was sitting there for approximately 20 minutes. And when they show the replay, Tyshawn Taylor's crotch, his, his crotchal region, hits more right in the belly button, basically. So I don't know how much straighter on you can take a charge than that. That's just horrible. And he was definitely not in the restricted area either. But the Taylor free throws now make it 69-66 Mizzou with six minutes left. Mizzou has had no field goals in nearly five minutes here, and they just can't seem to get anything going right now. A big problem is, is again, Ricardo Ratliff got his fourth foul, and even when he was in there, he was a little hesitant at times offensively. But as good as Steve Moore was defensively on Thomas Robinson, and he was really, really good in both games for Mizzou against Robinson, but he was also a non-factor on offense. And frankly, Missouri probably should have gotten away from those ball screens with the center, and in this case that being Steve Moore when he was in the game. Because when KU didn't have to respect Ratliff and instead Moore was in the game on those ball screens, well, whoever was guarding Moore could basically just gum up the works. Didn't have to really worry about those drop downs. Moore just not nearly as good of hands, as good of a finisher. I mean, we all know this, right? But at the same time, Steve also a much better defender than Ricardo Ratliff. So this this ends up manifesting itself as the game goes along here. Frank Haith has a lot of decisions on his plate as to when to put in one or the other because, as we already saw early in the game, playing both of them together is kind of a non-starter, both offensively and defensively. Now, Michael Dixon, who played a, a good game here, takes a bad three-pointer here at about the six-minute mark, maybe five-and-a-half-minute mark. It was a deep three-pointer, no passing, just not what Missouri needed at all in this hostile environment. I mean, the Jayhawk fans are just absolutely deafening here. And by the way, with five minutes and 36 seconds left, I want you, I just want you all, if you're watching this game, watch it with 536. Tell me Thomas Robinson doesn't blatantly change pivot feet. But of course, there's no call. Fortunately, Kansas doesn't score anyway, so not a big deal, but I just found that one hilarious, personally. 
But now Missouri has Matt Pressy and Steve Moore on the floor at the same time. And now basically we have two non-scorers because in February, Matt Pressy has yet to hit a three-pointer. Now he had a good January shooting, but again, this is February 25th. 2012 here and he's still not hit a three this month so basically if I know this if I knew that back then I'm pretty sure Bill Self knew it too now with under five minutes left another terrible Mike Dixon three-pointer is blocked and again he played well but just too much too much at this moment Mike Still Mizzou by three with 420 left. Now Flip and Ricardo Ratliff check back in, which, as you might expect, results in an immediate easy basket from Phil Pressey to Ricardo under the basket. The thing is, when you have those five guys on the court, those four main guards and Ricardo, you know, you just end up putting a defender in a bind. And on this particular play, Travis Relaford's in a bind. He either has to stick with Marcus Denman, who's obviously a knockdown shooter, or he's got to help down on the guy who's leading, who's one of the national leaders in field goal percentage in Ricardo Ratliff. There's really a no, a no right decision there. Well, again, Relaford obviously decides to stick with Denman. Phil makes the correct decision. Easy bucket. And again, illustrating... The trade-offs of Ricardo Ratliff and Steve Moore. Ricardo, with four fouls, is basically forced to just front Thomas Robinson and then hope for luck once it goes over the top of him. Well, on this possession, he fronts him. Robinson gets the pass, and it's the easiest two-pointer of his entire career. No help. 71-68 Mizzou. Really good drive by English. Unfortunately, he misses. Mizzou's getting some better shots here the last couple minutes. Unfortunately, once again, Ricardo afraid to foul and another easy basket for Thomas Robinson cuts the Mizzou lead to one. A beautiful backdoor cut by Denman, though. Gets a bucket from Phil Pressey. Tyshawn Taylor kind of fell asleep. It's now 73-70 with 2.05 left. Kansas, though, on a 19-6 run at this point. Mizzou with 10 fouls. Again, KU's in the double bonus. Kansas only committed five fouls at this point. And on this subsequent defensive possession here for the Tigers, Kim English strips Travis Relaford, but a foul is called. And I'm telling you, I watched that replay, or I replayed it on my set at least three times, and it sure looked like a clean strip to me. But God forbid, once again, CBS gives me another angle on the thing. That would be too much to ask. Next possession, good take by Denman. Dumps it off to Ratliff, who was fouled hard with about a minute and a half left. Mizzou leading by one. Also, Denman is holding his right shoulder after Thomas Robinson clearly rammed into him, too. No call, huh? Interesting. I guess when Thomas Robinson comes through with a tomahawk, he can just do whatever he wants as long as he's supposedly going for the ball. Apparently, everything's fine. Got it. Well, again, Ricardo makes them both. It's 75-72. Now we go offense-defense here after Ricardo makes the shot. He puts in Steve Moore for Ratliff. And Moore does his job, forces a a bad Thomas Robinson miss. And Mizzou has the ball up three, just over a minute left. Frank Haith calls timeout, and Steve Moore is hyped. 
And why not, honestly? Because, again, it's eight years later, and my, high, my heart rate, my blood pressure, everything genuinely is rising as I'm re-watching this. My palms are sweating. What is wrong with me, folks? I know what happens here, but that's how much I love this stuff. What can I say? And now with a chance to possibly close the game out, Missouri has its five best offensive players out there. Phil Pressey, Marcus Denman, Michael Dixon, Kim English, and Ricardo Ratliff. So what happens down the stretch in this game? Well, we'll find out coming right up. Now again, Missouri basically had its lineup of death out there. Flip Pressey, Dixon, Denman, English, Ratliff. But despite that fact, excellent defense by the Jayhawks stifles the Tigers. With about five seconds left, Marcus Denman has it on the move, catches the ball, moving to his right. And as I'm watching this back, I think, keep going, drive. Because frankly, Travis Relaford is out of position. And if Denman keeps driving right, if he darts towards the basket, I think Relaford probably fouls him at the very least. Or if he doesn't foul him, Denman probably gets all the way to the rim for a layup. Now, to be fair, the officials basically were letting the Jayhawks make a lot of contact on our ball handlers, I'll put that kindly, all game. So perhaps that was the moment's hesitation for Denman there. And indeed, he does hesitate or at least decides not to drive and has to settle for a desperation three-pointer. I mean, he's a good four feet behind the line and basically falling out of bounds from the right wing as he shoots this. And in spite that fact, it's halfway down and rattles out. Clark Kellogg said it was halfway down, and it caused this. It was so close it caused Vern the Golden Throat Lundquist to say, "Oh my gracious!" in that classic Vern voice. Honestly, I had forgotten how close that shot was to going in. And obviously, if that thing goes in, Missouri wins the game and the Big Twelve Conference. It's as simple as that. Who knows? Maybe if Denman puts the ball on the floor there. We're just arguing about another non-call, this time from Travis Relaford. Could be, but I don't know. I think I just stat-wise, I would have taken my chances there instead of that desperation three, but somehow it almost went in. I almost had a heart attack for the second time in my life watching that shot. Now Kansas trails by three with 25 seconds left, and the old question is, do you go for the three offensively? Well, I say you just drive quickly toward the basket if you can, and if somebody helps out and leaves an open shooter, great. Kick it out and take the three. But to me, with 25 seconds left, I think you play for the quick two with a team being hesitant to foul. And on this sequence, Missouri does a good job keeping Kansas off the three-point line. But unfortunately, when I think Moore, Steve Moore overhelps a little bit, Dixon helps down slides under Thomas Robinson, which is a clear foul, and Robinson completes the play and makes the free throw, tying the game at 75. And frankly, in retrospect, if anything, Dixon should have done one of two things. Either just let him go, let him dunk the ball, or just foul the living bejesus out of him so he can't get an and one at the very least. The worst thing you can possibly do is have a 
would have mounted to be a touch foul. I mean, it was a good finish by Robinson, but still not enough to not enough to obviously stop the finish, and that's the whole point. Now, again, it's 75-all. Mizzou has it inbounding on its sideline with 10 seconds left. Phil gets the ball on the left wing. Ricardo sets a screen in the middle of the court on his right side, but Flip rejects the screen, goes left, pretty easily beats his man off the dribble. But Thomas Robinson blocks, he puts in heavy quotation marks, the shot, and we're going to overtime. Now, of course, we all remember, most of us remember this quite vividly, It's pretty clear when you watch the replay that Thomas Robinson comes through with that follow and just, and frankly, hits Phil Pressey in the face with his forearm, his elbow, something. And honestly, Robinson's right under the basket, too, when he starts his jump. So I'm not really sure why he gets the benefit of the doubt in that situation, other than the fact that it's in Lawrence and there's less than 10 seconds in the game. And I suppose you could say Robinson went straight up with his jump, but he certainly doesn't get any benefit of the doubt on the principle of verticality with his arms. See, the arms are supposed to be part of that equation too. So I'm to believe that if somehow he would have had his hands a little bit over the top of Pressy, that would have been a foul as opposed to like karate chopping him. I mean, that's insane that that's not a foul. There's There's no one who can argue with me that that shouldn't have been a foul on Robinson. But regardless... It's 75 all, and we're heading to overtime. Kansas wins the tip. Tyshawn Taylor hits a wide-open three, and this is Kansas's first lead since six minutes left in the first half. Robinson hits a nice, patient baby hook over Moore. Then Marcus Denman hits another three from the top of the key. It's now 80-79, to 79 Kansas. And at this moment, i got to be honest, I totally understand the offense-defense thing with Steve Moore and Ricardo Ratliff. That makes total sense. But I need Kim English in for Matt Pressey right now. Matt Pressey just hasn't brought anything to the table on this particular game, and we know he's in a deep shooting slump. So you just can't play three-on-five offensively right now. I just... And Mizzou with had I think one or two chances they had that li- that that lineup out there with a chance to take the lead and they just couldn't capitalize. Now with Kansas leading by one with just two eleven left in overtime, Steve gets another good stop on Thomas Robinson in the post. But again, we're stuck with him offensively because we have no way to sub out. We don't have any timeouts remaining. So, again, there's just a really tough give and take that that Frank Haith has to deal with here. At one point, Dixon gets a decent three-pointer, but a decent look, I should say. But just a a lot of standing around and too much settling for jump shots here down the stretch for my money. But fortunately, Steve Moore does run down an offensive rebound in the corner. Matt Pressey does drive. But misses, man, just what was a really tough runner from the right elbow. And honestly, yeah, the the Jayhawks will absolutely live with that shot selection all day. Then, unfortunately, he compounds the error by fouling Thomas Robinson 94 feet from the basket and fouling himself out of the game subsequently. 
on the replay, Kellogg says that Connor Tehan bumped Matt Pressy on the drive, and, and looking at that replay, I have to agree with him. Still, that was a bad decision, and philosophically speaking, I'm not really against punishing bad decision-making, and I'm kind of against bailing out bad decisions, so I'll objectively say I'm not going to beg for that call because that was just a bad shot by Pressy regardless. And with KU in the bonus, of course, that sends Robinson to the line. He makes one. Mizzou trails by two with just under a minute left. And, you know, we all remember the shots that Marcus Denman hit against the Jayhawks in Columbia, but not as many remember a couple that he hits down the stretch here. Dixon hands it to Marcus Denman on the left wing, who apparently had already made up his mind he was shooting it because there was not a lot of room there. But by golly, he made it. What a clutch shot to give Missouri a one-point lead with 38 seconds left. Just tremendous. And you can tell this is a big moment because as we come out of the timeout, you can hear Marcus saying, let's go. Hey, let's get a bleep-ing stop. And, yeah, he's hyped. So you know, Marcus, you know it's a big game when he makes shows any emotion whatsoever. Denman 6 of 10 for th- from 3 at this point. Unfortunately, this next possession, that lead doesn't last very long because Phil Pressey is immediately beaten back door in the right corner by Tyshawn Taylor. And you know what? For as much as Flip needs to have more awareness than that, I got to give credit to Bill Self. That's a great play. See, they did that sort of dribble handoff action where Tyshawn was in the corner, came toward the ball handler, and then they eventually got it in the post to Robinson. They did this at the end of regulation, but you know what? Just to to have the counter there for an important moment and just to go backdoor off that action, that's a really well-designed play, and i got to give KU a little bit of credit there. So now, obviously, Kansas with the one-point lead, 29 seconds left. It's Steve Moore out there with our four main guards. Marcus Denman drives right and scores over Thomas Robinson. Mizzou by one with 12 seconds left. I guess you could say Marcus may have gotten away with a slight push off there with his offhand, but you know what? For as much crap as they've gotten away with, we'll take it. That would have been the cheapest call in the history of the game. Unfortunately, next time down, Tyshawn goes fast. No timeouts for either team, and he gets fouled again once by Phil Pressy with 8.3 seconds left. Oh, I see. So somehow Kansas, get they get the cheap contact. That's awesome. That's unreal. That is absolutely unreal. And that also fouled Phil Pressy out of the game, too. I mean, honestly, where in the holy hell was the contact on that play? I mean, honestly, Clark Kellogg did about as job, a good as job of showing his disdain for that call without being, without just totally throwing the officials under the bus, and being remaining somewhat objective. But you, you cannot call that with 8.3 seconds left on Pressy after Pressy himself couldn't get the Robinson call as he's being elbowed in the face. Like, what in the world is going on? It's got to be one or the other. It can't be both. Now remember. Tyshawn gagged these free throws at Mizzou Arena, but he makes them both this time, putting KU up by one with 8.3 seconds left. On this last play for Missouri, Dixon drives, has a handoff 
to Denman, but unfortunately doesn't doesn't hand him the ball, doesn't pass it. He just keeps going, then picks up his dribble in no man's land, ultimately desperately fires it out to Denman, who makes the shot after the buzzer has clearly sounded. Ouch. So with 8.3 seconds left, Missouri, the best offensive team in the country, doesn't get off a shot. And yes, this is the moment when I officially started hyperventilating for a couple minutes. Oh man, unbelievable. That is just one of the most brutal things I've ever seen in my life. Literally one more second. Literally one more second on the clock. Missouri wins the game and the conference. But that's it for all intents and purposes. That's your Big 12 title for Kansas. Missouri loses its fourth game of the year. And, you know, if I'm going to criticize anything, again, just a little bit too much clock winding by Haith. Not enough transition offense to me. Probably too many Steve Moore ball screens. And, you know, really, this was a fairly slow tempo game but certainly a well-played offensive game on both sides and you know you got to give Kansas's defense a lot of credit at times too they certainly stifled Missouri enough to get the victory I mean Missouri was good offensively but maybe not as good as they needed to be especially in some key moments ultimately my problem with the officiating overall not just the specific calls that we've already talked about but just, just that they let Kansas's defenders basically hand check our ball handlers but then at the other end they'd get a lot of cheapies like on that Tyshawn play at the end too I I just it's got to be one or the other you just got to choose one it can't be both but again for as heartbreaking as this was what this really showed us is that Mizzou was absolutely a final four contender and for real because that is a ridiculously hostile atmosphere Missouri was in huge foul trouble again against a Kansas team that would ultimately ultimately lose to Anthony Davis in Kentucky in the NCAA title in that championship game so to lose that game by one under all those circumstances really a, a great performance by Mizzou if not a great result so obviously we've still got more to get into with the 2012 basketball campaign so Until then, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.